This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London. How are you doing? Good morning from New York, and, and this is throwing me off. I feel like it's Friday now. <laughs> yeah, we weren't actually meant to talk today, but due to the indisposition of one of our colleagues, it's uh, Ed Moyer who's saved the day and stepped into the breach. So thank you for that, Ed. I'm always happy to talk with you. In the middle of the week, we got so much going on and uh, looking forward to diving in. Okay, we have indeed got plenty going on. Let's start with those latest U.S. CPI figures, which suggest that inflation is heating up. Uh, how have markets responded? This has been a market-moving report that, when you look at the numbers, they came out slightly hotter than expected. Core was uh, mostly in line, and uh, there's a there's a lot to to digest. But when you take a look at the market reaction, that says everything. Um, just to kind of give you a little bit of background, before this report. Uh, you know, expectations were that yes, we have persistent inflation brewing, and and that uh, the Fed was going to be pressured to uh, raise interest rates, um, possibly December of 2022. Um, and and uh, you know, shortly after this report, you know, we we had, um, uh, you know, the movement in treasuries was pretty uh, wild. Uh, we saw the 10-year uh, surge higher, uh, and then it quickly reversed. And, and uh, the money markets, um, what they did, uh, or the Fed fund futures, uh, they showed you that now, uh, instead of you know mostly pricing in the December 2022 hike, it now sees a 90% chance that the Fed will raise rates by September of 2022. Uh, the, the 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 speak amongst Fed members, uh, it's been the more cautious over inflation. I think you're you're seeing that uh, the Fed is you know poised to reduce their uh, stimulus and announce tapering on uh, November 3rd. But right now, uh, you're you're uh, you're seeing a market that now is completely uh, now uh, convinced that you're you're going to have the Fed shortly tighten rates once they're done tapering, and and uh, what what's also complicating everything is that there's a lot of growth concerns that are that are are starting to to happen. I, I think there's uh, fears that you're going to have Biden announce new tariffs on China. You're going to have uh, uh, this. Uh, reset in Fed tightening um, really, uh, uh, I think, uh, destabilize emerging market economies. Um, you're, you're also going to see that the, you know, the, the current trajectory of pricing pressures, uh, it's completely changing. There's a, there's a scramble in D.C. where they're saying we need to address these supply chain issues. They're trying to get the ports working 24-7, which is something they've tried to do in the past, but it's not as easy as just going to um, all the top, uh, um, I guess, uh, conglomerates and telling them like Walmart, FedEx, we need you to go 24-7 because you also need to have the railroads then working 24-7, the truckers 24-7. And now they're trying to do that to, to, to ease those bottlenecks in, at the LA ports. Um, and the, the end result 
is that you're seeing all these pricing pressures. It's going to raise interest rates. And that's going to really, I think, um, start to, to have a uh, impact the consumer and businesses as they're going to cut back on spending. Um, and and uh, what's really, you know, disrupting, uh, I think, uh, everyone's kind of playbook is that, you know, you're, you're even seeing, um, you know, some of the, the favorite stocks and trends, uh, you know, everyone was excited about getting their new iPhone, um, the iPhone 13. And now uh, there's been reports that uh, Apple's going to have to lower their forecast by 10 million for iPhone sales this year. That's a significant number. And that's, yes, it's just revenue deferred for Apple, but it shows you, you know, Apple is one of the top manufacturers. They they have the top relationships with, you know, Texas Instruments and Broadcom. And, and you're going to see that uh, this supply chain issue is not easing up as we head into the holidays. And, and you're, you're not going to see you're probably not going to see many discounts, I think, when, when, when it comes to Black Friday. And I think that uh, the holiday uh, after Thanksgiving, where many Americans do their, their holiday shopping, I think you're starting to see the pressure is to do it now. And uh, um, it, it just it, it's it's really, uh, I think, disrupting the outlook for for uh, the, I guess, how consumers are going to behave and uh there's 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 just so many different catalysts here and uh inflation is is not easy and i think what's really going to confuse people is that um it looks like you know some of this the data is 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 going to suggest that too uh, over these next couple months you might get some fake outs where it might look like the inflation is transitory so um but everything that you you know live and breathe and see <laughs> is saying it's not right now um so i think you're you're having a market that's really scrambling with that and, and that's why we're seeing extreme volatility in treasuries that's you know obviously uh impacting the dollar the dollar now um is uh, down on the session. And uh, I think the, one of the more fascinating moves is what we saw with gold prices. Uh, gold prices, after that inflation report, initially, uh, it, 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 it plummeted towards uh, you know, like over $20 to 1760. And now it's surging. And now it looks like it's almost making a run for 1800. So uh, a lot of volatility here. And it's all about inflation. And I don't want to leave out my, uh, my good friend's uh, across the Atlantic, uh, you know, money market expectations now see the Bank of England uh, rate at 1% at December 2022. So it's not just the U.S. It's also, it's not just the Fed. It's also the BOE. All these interest rate hike expectations are going to get pumped higher. Yeah. And we're all thinking that there's going to be uh, a small uh, rise in rates even before the end of this year uh, to bring it back to 0.25%, but we shall see. Um, also in volatile situations, oil, isn't it, uh, Ed? What is going on? Because there's a lot of talk about it climbing to 90 and beyond as far as the oil markets are concerned, but it's down today. Why? I think today we're seeing oil prices, they are falling. And uh, uh, I think the, the main thing that happened was that there was the OPEC monthly oil report. And uh, OPEC, uh, it was uh, the, the first time in some time that they uh, turned cautious on oil demand. Uh, they're, they're noting that the inflation surge uh, is starting to uh, weaken their outlook. And uh, I think that you're probably going to see there's a lot of concern here that um, 
everyone got fixated on on uh, just the the supply crunch that we're seeing and the global energy crisis. And some of those fears have eased a little bit um, as as uh, natural gas uh, prices have pulled back a little bit. But but I think you're 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 seeing that uh, you know the interest rate uh, expectations are really going to threaten the second half outlook for 2022. And OPEC is really getting a little bit nervous here that you know we, we could see uh, much softer demand. Um, and, and I think one of the, 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 the reasons why uh, you're, you're also seeing that is that there, there has been um, you know, some concern that you're, you're going to see extraordinary measures take place. Uh, you're gonna continue to see uh, um, U.S., China, and India, you know, either say or, or actually tap their reserves. Um, and uh, I, I think that you're, you're going to probably uh, see that, uh, you know, everything for oil is going to depend on this winter. Uh, and, you know, if, if we have a cold winter, uh, that could shift oil demand by over a million barrels per day easily. Uh, and, and this market's already in deficit. So I think that uh, we've we haven't had the cold start to the winter just, uh, or we're not in winter yet, but in the, in autumn. And, and, and now it seems that, you know, the longer we, we, you know, we look at those seven, 10 day forecasts and we're not really seeing cold prices, cold weather, uh, oil prices will, will really, I think, struggle in that environment. So a cautious look on demand, uh, not seeing the cold weather just yet is uh, really allowing um, crude prices here to, to dip back below uh, the $80 level, but it, it's trading through it. It's, it's fallen through it and now it's, uh, it's pairing some of those losses. And I, I think that you're gonna see, this is gonna remain an extremely volatile trade. And uh, one of the um, things that you have to remember is too, a lot of investors have been bullish oil. Hedge funds have been pumping this up higher too, the, at least the last $7. Uh, and, and, and now you're gonna see that uh, there's been uh, a lot of a lot of people that, you know, they were trying to near the, the short-term top. Um, and uh, I think, you know, the $83 area was kind of where a lot of people for WTI was, was saying that might be where uh, you, you could start to see some profit taking. So I, I think oil is, uh, you know, by no means is this the, uh, the end of the bullish move higher. I think uh, it, it will be a completely uh, uh, a sensitive market. And uh, I think that's why you're, you're going to see this volatility remain in place throughout the entire winter. Okay, let's change direction to Bitcoin. And uh, as far as Bitcoin mining is concerned, the US is now the number one for miners. And we're also awaiting a big decision about Bitcoin for next week. Yes, uh, I think uh, Crypto Insiders, they were not surprised at the Cambridge uh, Center for Alternative Finance, uh, or otherwise known as CCAF, they um, they showed that uh, one third of Bitcoin's hash rate is in the U.S. Uh, this is a, a, a significant 428% increase from September of 2020. Um, you're you're seeing uh, Bitcoin mining uh, obviously take over China's number one slot. China has been, you know, they're 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 uh, you know, four-year crackdown on cryptos is finally uh, fully uh, implemented, and uh, you're seeing that uh, the mining had to go somewhere. And uh, given the current situation globally as far as energy prices, um, 
And given the amount of billion-dollar investments you've seen with cryptos, uh, there is no surprise that uh, a lot of that mining has come to the U.S. Um, and uh, you're, you're probably going to see uh, U.S. Uh, is, is going to remain the top destination. Um, and uh, I think you'll, you'll see uh, it's not just going to be completely in the U.S., though. It is there, there is, you know, diverse interests. And I think that is important to, to note because you don't want Bitcoin to be centralized in the U.S. That would be a bad thing. So that's uh, that's really uh, you know kind of uh, one of the, the key stories today. But but I think um, everyone for the most part in the crypto world is waiting this Bitcoin ETF announcement. Uh, the SEC has four ETFs under consideration. Uh, ProShares is uh, potentially going to have a ruling uh, on on Monday, and uh, this is what is needed for uh, uh, Main Street to really uh, feel comfortable that they have an investment that they could um, get in and uh, feel feel a little bit more uh, at ease as far as you know you know getting into cryptos um, an ETF um, is is something that you don't have to worry about your you know typically you don't have to worry about your exchange going down coinbase Robinhood have had outages in the past uh, any ETF is is something that you can easily trade um, and uh, I think you don't have to worry about separate um, applications or fundings there's a there's this belief that if the ETF launch is successful uh, this could pave the way for the next major wave of crypto investment so uh, Everyone is waiting to see, does the SEC approve it? Do they delete, delay the decision? Um, now, we could see them approve pro shares, but delay on the other three. Um, it's still up in the air. Uh, but but uh, we are getting closer to having a Bitcoin ETF. And uh, the concern for many uh, active traders is that, will this trigger a sell the news event? And uh, as, as we've seen with the Coinbase IPO, um, as we also, if you take a look at, uh, you know, the Bitcoin legal tender moment for El Salvador, those triggered massive sell-offs in Bitcoin. So um, volatility will be amplified here. Um, we are seeing, you know, Bitcoin kind of hover around that 55,000 level. So a successful Bitcoin ETF, uh, and, you know, we're easily talking record highs. Um, so I think this is going to be a, a big move over the next week um, or next seven trading days. And and you're, you're going to see that uh, I think a lot of traders, they're, they're, uh, they've been waiting on investments in Bitcoin and uh, or for, for more... Uh, what is viewed to be as secure investments as a, with an ETF. Um, there's still a lot of scrutiny over uh, trading with like a Robinhood or a Coinbase. Some people there's there's hacking scams and and whatnot. With an ETF, you know, a lot of a lot of those fears are alleviated. Um, so so uh, that's that's going to be a. I'm sure we'll be uh, uh, going over how that happens or how the the Monday decision goes next week. And uh, no, I think it's uh, it's going to definitely keep that volatility going for Bitcoin. Mm, very very interesting indeed. Ed, thanks very much for joining us this afternoon and we'll speak to you again on friday wonderful thank you this is the oanda podcast